Coming up next on the 33 and a third percent podcast, it's all AEW night. AEW full gear happened on Saturday night, live from the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Myself, Shano Makazowski, Mike Lucky Strike Tobin, and Corey Smug, SOB Black, give match by match analysis and our opinions. I actually bought the pay per view. I spent my hard earned $49.99, and it did not disappoint for me. I give you my grades for each match and top three good and top three bad of this show. And you know Mike Lucky Strike Tobin and the smug one, Corey Black, give their analysis about AEW as well. Unfortunately, Tony Big Evil could not join us tonight. He's in the process of moving, but we give all of our thoughts and analysis on his favorite champion, Adam Hangman Page, a new AEW world champion. Coming up next on the 33 and a third percent podcast. Welcome to a special edition of the 33 and a third percent podcast. It's just a three-man booth tonight, and sometimes three is a crowd, but tonight it's going to be just right. Myself, Shano Makazowski, Mike Lucky Strike Tobin, and Corey Smug, S.O.B. Black, here tonight. Unfortunately, Tony Big Evil Sirachi will not be with us for hopefully what will be maybe one or two shows. He's in the process of moving, and uh, verbatim what he said today is, this is fucked. On our on our chat earlier, I said, it didn't okay. sound good. It didn't sound good. <laughs> it didn't sound good. So I hope uh, he figures out some connections and he can get all all hooked up. And uh, because I really wanted him to be here tonight, because mainly what I what, what I want to talk about all day and on on the the group chat was there's two champions in the two biggest companies in the United States right now, and we know the the one champion. It's the tribal chief. It's Corey's favorite man. It's Roman Reigns. And we know that's a joke because Corey despises that man. And then on the <laughs> other side, a person won the world championship last night. Finally, Adam Hangman Page, cowboy, he does that cowboy shit, and he wins the AEW world championship. And Tony despises this man. And it's just going to be tremendous podcast content from here on out because we have two great champions and two great companies. I'm I'm happy. So yeah, full gear was last night. Uh, Target Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota. We saw a new AEW World Champion. How did it end? We'll get to that later. Uh, I'm not not I'm not satisfied with the ending, but the uh, the overall finish of it with Paige being champion was fine. Um, and then you have Excalibur, Jr., Tony Schiavone, three man booth, um, and the the pre-show match, which I did not get to watch. I, I bought the pay-per-view. I just said it in the green room segment. I bought it at 759. I was contemplating. I was like, you know what? Like, should I get this? Should I just read the spoilers and we'll have it. We'll have an instant reaction show uh, the next day. But I said, like, you know what? It's for the podcast. And I paid my hard earned 49.99 and I bought full gear and uh, it was good to go. So we had Thunder Rosa and uh, Hikaru Shida. Facing off against uh, Jamie Hayter and who was the other person? Nyla Rose. Nyla, Nyla Rose. And like I said, I don't watch it, uh, but Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa won. Uh, there probably won't be a payoff for it. It'll just be lost in the annals of the storyline, and then we'll just move on with our lives. So, And much like AEW, nobody cares. <laughs> it's, well, it's- it's very reminiscent of like the this Sunday night heat, like right before the pay per view of like WWE pay per views, where there would just be a random tag match, and then that's like there's no story behind it. 
Yeah, so tonight uh, the the crowd the see, the crowd is always hot. Like the crowds are are hotter than WWE crowds because like WWE crowds are expect like they're not expecting much. They're just there. Like WWE is the brand. We're there for the brand. We know what to expect. This is fine. AEW fans though think that everything's happening for the very first time. Well, yeah, like, because, a... because the brain dead will cheer for anything. It's four marks <laughs> by marks. That's what it is. So, but but the crowd the crowd is what makes it as we all figured out during COVID with with zero crowd, and it 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 made the show very exciting. But I'm thinking the whole time when I'm when I'm listening to the crowd with almost every single match except for one, they said this is awesome, and then for one the the very first match which we'll talk about shortly they said fight forever, and I just laugh because all I think about. Is Tobin's voice and Corey's voice just shitting on AEW? Just like, oh Jesus Christ, fight forever! Here we go, and it's just like it was. And, and that's what I said before. The only the only bummer about these pay per views is we can't get everybody together like, in a room and and, and watch it because of you know trademark infringement and all that stuff. Like you can't like put it online or or whatnot without paying for it and so on and so forth. So uh, basically, I got it and. Uh, I did not watch the the first match, but the very first match of the night to start off with a thirty minute time limit, a grudge match, Darby Allen, MJF uh, started out re- really slow, and it was a, a lot of good chain wrestling though. Corey, I feel like I feel like you would have liked it. It was for the first like five to ten minutes. They were they were going back and forth, countering uh, countering things, um, countering moves. Uh, you had uh, MJF uh, holding Darby's like arms down on the mat, and they counted one, two, and then he lifted up his arm and then put the arm back down. One, two, put up the other arm. It was just like it was stuff like that, which uh, made it a little bit different and uh, a, a little bit more old I school. S- I saw a sequence. I saw a sequence. Uh, I saw a sequence or two online where they were doing like a lot of like monkey flip type stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for me, I I haven't seen it in a while, um, especially in WWE. Just one of those things where they did pretty much full force counter moves for the first like five minutes, and then they stopped, and the crowd just lost their mind. Uh, pretty cool face paint by uh, Darby. Uh, instead of just the black and white, he had the 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 black and the blue, and it looked like a, a skull on the side of his face. Um, but at the beginning of the match, MJF and Darby had split chance. So it was kind of like, you know, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. It's, you know, MJF, Darby, Allen, MJF. So there there are a lot of MJF fans in the crowd. Um, they like that, the typical typical heel. Um, but uh, MJF was uh, controlling the match at the beginning um, until uh, Darby exposed his uh, MJF's left knee. Um, he has knee pads on both of his knees, uh, and it really showed throughout the match. Um, about 15 minutes, um, MJF just... Uh, they said 15 minutes left into the match. He was holding his knee. It was hurting him a lot. Um, pile driver to Darby um, on MJF's knees on the apron. So he landed on his knees, gave him a pile driver, and he just screamed out because he just like screwed up his knees even more. But it was a pretty sweet move. Um, Darby get, got back into the ring at 9. Um, end of the match saw, of course, uh, a clusterfuck finish. Uh, he had Wardlow and Sean Spears come down. Sean Spears had the chair behind him. He's ready to go. And uh, here comes Sting to save the day. Sting came out with Darby Allen to begin with, just gave him a little fist pump and then went to the back. And you know you're going to see Sting again. And uh, Sean Spears had the, like I said, had the chair behind him, uh, holding him behind his back. And Sting came with the bat, hit Sean Spears, 
Sean Spears' chair into his back, and Tony Schiavone lost his mind, and he's like, stay! And he starts screaming and everything, comes out with the black bat. Um, and then so, towards the end of the match, MJF brings in his skateboard, uh, and of course he had a skateboard. He skateboarded down the ramp, uh, and he, he begged Darby Allen to hit him. He's like, hit me in the face, hit me. And Darby was going to, but then he gives it to the ref, and of course... Uh, I don't know the ref's name. I'm sorry, Tony. Uh, and uh, the, the ref goes on the outside of the ring, goes through the ropes. And as he does that, uh, MJF gets his, his Hall of Fame ring or whatever, King of the Mountain ring or whatever the hell it's called. Punches Darby in the face. Brass knocks a diamond ring. Gets the one, two, three. And he gets a chicken shit finish. But I give this match an, an A. Um because uh, MJF and Darby brought it all to the table. It was about 20 to 25 minutes. I didn't look up the times to the matches on Wikipedia, uh, but it was a pretty solid match to open up the card. You ever see like that thing in high school where there's a kid who gets picked on a lot, and so he picks on a kid who's even nerdier than him, and then that kid just freaks out, and then they have like a slap fight in the hallway? That's what this match reminds me of. It was a lot better than that, though. They weren't slapping each other. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad Sean Spears got some screen time, and he's not being horribly wasted like he would be in that other company. <laughs> he, he got some screen time, even though uh, Sting like smacked Wardlow in, in the back of the bat, knocked over the the big bastard Wardlow. I'm just saying they could get Laparka a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> they probably could. It was 22 um, minutes and six seconds, by the way. Thank you. According, yeah. according to Wikipedia. Yeah. It was good. Bo- I mean, yeah, it was good. It was a good match. I gave it an A. But the I'm bottom not, line is, Shane and Corey, and all you fans listening, my theme for this entire Mark-filled pay-per-view is predictability. The results and the clips, and everything that I've seen and read because <laughs> I didn't pay for this. I was doing something ten times more exciting and more fun. But the predictability of this was off the charts because it's what the fans want. Okay, the fans want everything explained to them because they're a bunch of idiots and they want their own results that they determine because they're marks. It's four marks, by marks, AEW. But the bottom line is with this match, this hopefully is MJF's coming out party because he's had, what, eight matches in total since he's come into AW in the last two years? I mean, does anybody have a number here? Because it's got to be under 20. He doesn't wrestle. All he does is come out and shoot a good promo, and then he leaves. It's like, okay. Yeah, I know. I know this year. I think think he's 6-1 and this year. Yeah, seven matches for your best heel in your company. overexposed. Yeah, well, they should do the same thing with CM Punk. Oh, wait. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, this is, by all accounts, this is a very good match. And uh, it was th- the one thing that wasn't predictable was seeing MJF wrestle. Holy shit, that's surprising. But uh, he won, which I was surprised by. I figured maybe Darby would have got the win or something. But MJF did need to win more than Darby did. But uh, it was, you know, Shane gave it an A. You know, I've seen a lot of B's out there, so I, you know, I'm not gonna give it a grade because I didn't see the full entirety of the match. But uh, it sounded, it sounded was, you know, the clips I saw was good. It was good on those guys, so they could actually go. So I was impressed with that. And uh, 
it's it is what it is. The fans were, I guess, split, like you said, Shane. They don't know who to cheer for because MGF such a good heel that they're all marks. They want to cheer for this heel, but they don't want to. They don't want to leave their their spirit animal Darby Allen, who, like Corey said, gets picked on all the time and rides a friggin' skateboard to the ring. And Sting had to be out there because he's making too much money not to be. So I don't know. I mean, it was probably one of the better matches of the night by all accounts, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get to a few here that surprised me that were not the matches of the night. Um, and you just talked about CM Punk being over overexposed. We'll get to that in a little bit. Can I can I be perfectly honest about something? And this is this is not this is not me this is not me playing the gimmick. I I don't I don't get MJF. I don't I don't like him. Like if people are like, oh, he's awesome because he's a heel and he talks shit. A lot of people talk shit. I talk shit. That doesn't make me entertaining. I mean, well, it does. I mean, but yeah, I understand. <laughs> You're very entertaining, actually. Fred asked Corey is the reason why we started the show. One of them, that's for sure. But uh, no, I mean, I just, I mean, you know, he talks shit and he acts like an asshole, and then, but his his wrestling is just so bland. Like people are like, oh, throw it back to old school. No, it's just bland and boring. And I don't give well, a. He's crap. not. He's not in the ring enough for me to even make that kind of criticism or critique of it he just he wrestles so few and far between and when he did earlier on he was in tag matches with all the bullshit with jericho and everything it's like i don't know is he good i'm fuck i i've, I, I've never seen him so I, I i couldn't tell you so this is one well, of the first few singles matches that he's actually had that went like like i said 22 minutes over 22 minutes and maybe it's there's something here we'll see if he can keep it going. Maybe it was just Darby Allen taking a bunch of stupid bumps that he doesn't need to take. I don't know. No, I mean, there there were a few that he didn't have to take. He did, he did a coffin drop from the top rope onto the floor. Obviously, that didn't need to happen, but it was actually, it was, it was a pretty cool spot. It wasn't too far away, though, so he literally just had to fall over and he landed on MJF. Um, but to uh, to Corey's point about MJF's wrestling, the, the build-up to this was, you know, I'm Obviously, I'm better than you, and you know it. And I can beat you with a side headlock takeover. And after he hits Darby Allen with the the ring, the the diamond ring, he he picks Darby up just to give him a side headlock takeover for the one two three, <laughs> <laughs> and, and just and he ends the match like that. Um, an interesting note as well: MJF's ring attire. Did you guys get to see that at all? A screenshot of it. Uh, I didn't see a screenshot. I just saw like the clips that I saw. So I yeah, just the clips I saw. Yeah, yeah. So he had like he had the the whole like it was like a whole vest. Like, it looked kind of like it was a mix between Flair and Macho Man, but it had like his scarf uh, design into it, and then it had he, like he opened up his arms and he, he had the tassels running down, and then it said better better than you on the back. So, it was it was so pretty was cool. It, but was it, it was foreshadowing it was for later? It, it, it may have been. It may have been. <laughs> So but I, I was actually, yeah. Go ahead. I will. I will say that this match did have one of the better buildups of all the matches on the uh, on the card here uh, for a company that prides itself on not having too many pay per views. They sure did a shit job of building up some of these matches when you have months and months to do it, and all then two two weekly television shows. But oh, I'm I'm the I'm the villain here. How dare I criticize Tony Khan? He knows everything. He's got it all planned out. It's long term booking. 
For Christ's sakes. He carries but around the, his notebook. He carries around his notebook, notebook. With him everywhere. He knows That's where he's right. going. But you know, overall, I will say this is this is good. So. Well, next we get to a, we get a shot of Team Taz up in the rafters and in, in the suites, uh, and you have you know Ricky Starks, and you have uh, Taz, and you have a Hook, Corey's favorite guy, uh, and uh, they're all just sitting there. And why are they sitting there? Excalibur goes, "Well, Team Taz is always recruiting," and then they go to the ring for the next match. Thanks for that. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, so the AEW World Tag Team Title 60-Minute Time Limit FTR versus the Lucha Brothers. The, the theme song to FTR does not fit them at all, but it's 80s as hell. It's like throwback. I get why they're doing it because it reminds them of, of the brain the brain busters. I can hear myself when I come. Like, why, why am I hearing a repeat? There we go. Turn me down. <laughs> I thought it was more than Midnight Express, but... Well, Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, I, so, yeah I heard I heard more Midnight Express. Midnight Express. Okay. Well, I thought they changed up their song mainly because they were like the AAA tag champs. It has kind of a, a Latino slash '80s esque feel. I don't know. It's just that's just me, my opinion. Uh, so uh, obviously the match starts up with a quick pace. The Lucha, the Lucha Brothers be, begin as expected. Um, double thrust kicks uh, by the Lucha Brothers to FTR to start off. Uh, there was a move later on in the match. Uh, there was a double gunner, and I basically wrote these down as Excalibur was naming the moves. So if you ask, <laughs> ask me to explain a double gunner, I fucking can't. And he just said double gunner. Double gunner near fall by Ray Phoenix. To me, the Lucha Brothers are Ray Phoenix. I like Penta, but Ray Phoenix is the more talented of that of the two. Oh, he definitely yeah, is. Absolutely. Okay, okay, great. I was just like, Ray, Ray Phoenix puts on a show during these matches, and he carries the team. Uh, and then later on in the match, of course, the AAA belt comes into play, um, and Cash holds the belt up through the rope when um, Dax kicks out. Phoenix's head goes into the belt, and then Cash Wheeler tries to uh, roll him up, one, two, near fall. Um, and then later on in the match, this is where this match goes from an A to a B-, minus, almost a C quickly. They put on their green masks and they try to keep going with that gimmick uh, when they won the AAA titles. And um, it was, it seemed to be botched from the very beginning because they were like under the ring trying to put them on and they were having trouble putting them on. Um, and last night was the, if I'm not mistaken, the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's passing. Uh, yeah. So they, um, Dax Har- Harwood tried to do the three amigos <laughs> and to do like a little like shimmy, and uh, it it wasn't. He's he's just a white guy. It's just, he, he didn't. Let's put it to you that way. Um, and uh, he does two of the three amigos, and then Penta blocks the third one, um, and then Penta does the three amigos. Huge pop from the crowd when he does a little shimmy in the in the, in the shuffle and he does the amigos, and then Phoenix after he gives him the third three amigo, Phoenix goes off with the big frog splash. The crowd goes absolutely nuts, but. Dax Harwood came out. Um, and then they put the green masks on uh, by Wheeler and Cash, uh, Cash Wheeler and Dax. Um, and eventually the Penta or the, uh, the Lucia brothers get the win. I give us a B minus due to the finish. And this is one of the matches. They said, this is awesome. So to me, the, the tag title match with the, the young bucks and 
and the Lucha Brothers was much, much better than this match. So, and then what's the uh, what's the time code for this one, Tobin? Had to be like uh, when, eighteen minutes and thirty six seconds. Yeah, I was gonna say so. <clears throat> not as uh, not as long as the first match, uh, and it definitely felt like that. It seemed to be something something happened at the very end, but um, there was a big pile driver near fall at the end, and then there was a double pin by the Lucha Brothers, but and also a big near fall. When the green masks came on, um, pointless stuff happened from there. There wasn't really anything to note about other than Lucha Brothers retained the titles. So, so Meltzer, Meltzer will only give this about nine, eight or nine stars? Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. It would probably be one of the greatest tag matches he's ever seen. I mean, FTR is arguably the best tag team in professional wrestling right now, but uh, that fucking ending was shit. It was, it was convoluted. It was overbooked. And it just didn't, and it showed. It was just, it really was flat. Like yeah, said, I don't know why it, you have. Why would you put mask. the fucking mask on? Start with yeah, the mask, or put them on in a more obvious spot than try to fiddle with them under the ring like a bunch of morons. Oh, these guys are just getting buried further and further. It's a shame. Can, can I? Can I? Can I say again? Again, similar to Cody Rhodes, where they complained in WWE about WWE wanting to do goofy gimmicks, mm-hmm. but they'll come over here to AEW and slap on frog masks. Yep, that's the right. same thing. I can't. Like again, I can't disagree. Um, other than just it being a better environment. <laughs> that's right. Tony, if you, if you Tony try Khan, to let me do stuff. <laughs> Right. So the next match of the night was near and dear to Corey's heart. Brian Danielson versus Miro. Miro. God's favorite. God's favorite champion. A title eliminator matchup. This is the finals of that eliminator tournament. Uh, Miro somewhat over. The crowd loves Miro. I mean, the crowd loved Rusev and Rusev Day, so why not? Miro does cut some really good promos. And no, to much to Corey's chagrin, yeah, he doesn't <laughs> apparently, but I, I think he does. Um, he the ham, the uh, the hamstring of Miro's is taped up, uh, so he's hurt already going into the match for a prior injury. Uh, and uh, later on in the match, knee bar by Danielson, um, but it's countered into a gut wrench suplex. That's basically all strength by Miro. And Jr. quoted, uh, Jr. is quoted of saying during the match. He's a 280-pound assassin. <laughs> just, just remember that, Corey. And then I will forever call it the camel clutch, uh, but he uh, Miro tries to get him in the camel clutch, but Danielson gets to the ropes, so that's the first attempt. Remember that. The first attempt of the camel clutch gets to the ropes, uh, and then the uh, Brian Danielson gives him the LaBelle lock, but that was broken up by Miro. Uh, and then gouging of the highs halfway through the match, Miro gets that chicken shit heel stuff going on. Um, and get, gets out of the uh, the devil's triangle um, that Taker used to call it. And then Miro starts, starts hawking up, exchange of kicks, um, and then Danielson from the top uh, gives a, a – what does Excalibur call it? Like a super mega DDT from the top rope. It's a tornado um, DDT, but – yeah, but this one wasn't a tornado DDT. It was just that it was them on the top rope, and it would look like Danielson was going to suplex him, a superplex him, and he basically took him up and straight down on his head. <laughs> it was it was a it was it was a DDT from the top rope, and then um, he held on to it as he went down, and then grabbed his neck again, front face lock, and they stopped the match, and Brian Danielson wins the title eliminator. Woo! I, 
So much to Corey's chagrin, this match was awful, and I gave it a C. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, it was not because Miro lost. It was because the match had really nothing and had didn't really excite me at all. Um, that the whole ending was was just not to me not good. It doesn't help Miro's character out at all. It doesn't really help out Brian Danielson's character at all, other than he beat this big ass guy, which in real life he could not beat. No, not so even close. But you have to you you have to make it a little more believable. And at WrestleMania 30, they made that believable. But tonight at Full Gear, Brian Danielson gets the win, and couldn't believe it. It made me look minutes awful. So and I, six yeah, seconds. I yeah, that was that was the longest twenty minutes. I think I got up and got a drink. Um, I just I wasn't I wasn't really into it. But like <laughs> I was I was what I I was watching it with my wife. My wife actually came down. She started watching and she I was like, you remember these two guys? I was like, looks like WWE, right? <laughs> she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's Rusev and that's Daniel Bryan. And I was like, his name's Brian Danielson. No, no. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so she's just like watching it, and it didn't really didn't really. Get a payoff. It's basically that way. No, it was. It sounds like well, the clip that I saw and your description and what I've read, it's it was terrible. Like if, if you're gonna beat Miro, if you're gonna have Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, where the fuck his name is, you're gonna have him beat Miro. Okay, the big beast Miro, God's quote unquote champion. He loses by a TKO, like or a technical submission. Like yeah. you, you couldn't have had Brian like do like a quick roll up. And, and just, like, you know, beat him barely with three and then have him roll out of the ring or something. Like, no, we're just going to have Miro look even weaker and stupider and push him back to the best friend gimmick in two seconds here. What what a joke. Yeah, I mean, it definitely did make Miro look like a joke, and it made him look really stupid, so I was happy. <laughs> yeah, I knew you love that. But uh, one of the things that I during the beginning of the night and it seemed like AEW was trying to fit everything in within the four hour mark, but they had a lot of content and some of the matches had to go a certain length. So for example, you go from the Brian Danielson Miro ending. So Danielson's outside the ring and they're trying to go to the false cut anywhere match. And so Excalibur goes, all right, well, let's go to the tape on how Cole and the Bucks are facing off Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. And then it just goes back to the crowd and it pans on the full gear stage. And then Excalibur goes, all right, I guess we're not going to the video. We're going right to the matchup. Here we go. And then they just – so I was like, okay, I understand mistakes happen. But for the first for, – so for all those matches, the first three matches, there wasn't any video packages at all. It was just match after match after match, and it was just really rushed. Um, and it seemed like they needed to fit everything, the first part of it, a certain amount of time, so they can have time for the matches later, especially the main event. <clears throat> but um, on pay-per-view, it did not look good. To me, I'm spoiled by WWE's production and their video packages for everything, whether it's a women's match up to a world title match. They always have a storyline, whether it's good or bad, and they always have a video package to support it. And sometimes AEW doesn't have that. It has kind of like a WCW feel like, let's go to the next match. And these like there's a storyline there, but it's not talked about. Well you have to give you have to give Kenny Omega's posse time to goof around on the entryway. So yeah, they could have been they could have been running that while the guys are coming out like we need to hear the beat my meat fucking theme song. 
Christ's sake. Like, really? They're called the elite Lucky Strike. The elite. Are they the wrestlers? Are they are they elite? Or are they the super click? I, I'm not. I'm confused. I think I think they're the, aren't they the super click with Omega or or without Omega? I don't know. I heard I heard I heard a technicality that when Omega's in it, they're the elite, and then when it's just the Bucks and Cole, they're the super click. They might as well be the goddamn Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> The Twinkle Toes Coalition. They're not Powder Puff <laughs> The Twinkle Toes Coalition. That'd be a better name than the Super You guys are dicks. You guys are dicks. All right. Well, let's let's get to the Falls Count Anywhere match. Oh, Here boy. Have, this is one I was have, waiting for. We have Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. We'll get ready. I got a lot of notes here because it was a long matchup and it had a lot of good stuff. Versus uh, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Twenty two minutes Cage. and thirty five seconds, by the way. I'm sorry. Thank you very much. It was mm-hmm. it was it was a very good, very entertaining twenty two minutes. Um, oh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus are all wearing jeans. So just to let you know they want to do get their inner uh SummerSlam street fight Shawn Michaels on. Mm-hmm. And uh <clears throat> the Young Bucks have on all pink. Pink tights, pink tassels, and then even Nick and Matt Jackson uh, dyed their goatees purple. So, just something. Something to go for there. I'm waiting for something to come up. <laughs> I, I believe it was supposed to be dyed pink, but since they're a bunch of fucking idiots, they only dyed at one time pink, so it looked purple on their dark brown hair. <laughs> so, so, no, so the, the, buck, the bucks come out, and then you see, you hear Shivani. Are their beards purple? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and Shivani's just—he's just disgusted by this. It's fantastic. So we have um, Luchasaurus, uh, big German suplex to both the Bucky boys. It was a good move in the corner. Uh, not just two refs needed for this one, guys, but three refs eventually later on in the match. Two refs on the outside and one in the ring because there's so much action. I don't even know why they have a ref in these matches because there's no real rules that they ever applied to, whether it's a falls kind of anywhere or a standard tag match. Everybody's nobody tags. Everybody's doing spots left and right. So it doesn't matter if the refs there, there's rules or not. They're going to just do a young bucks match, which is just a fucking shit show of spots that don't make any sense and have no real purpose to tell a story as this one was as well. But continue. Anyway, Anyway, uh, there was a uh, Huracan and a Cole from Jungle Boy onto the trash can, uh, which is pretty sweet. Uh, Matt Jackson elbow dropped two Luchasaurus uh, through the table on the outside. Uh, and then they fought into the crowd. And then Christian Cage was doing his thing. Um, Christian Cage held his own throughout the whole match. Um, they went up to section 130. The reason why I know that, because he climbed to the top of the section and did a splash cross body off the top onto uh, Cutlet and Nick Jackson waiting down below. And uh, Brandon Cutler was wearing a full pink like bodysuit with his with his with his camera and his uh I don't know. I like Why Brandon is Cutler. he even there? Like cuz he's oh he's a, he's a lackey. He's a lackey, that's why. He's there to be made fun of. And I I thoroughly enjoy it. And then later on in the match, of course, the Bucks get their inner uh, McFoley going, and they get a bag of tacks. And 
they had Jungle Boy uh, in uh, in another camel clutch, and they basically put the tax in Jungle Boy's mouth, and then they did the double super kicks to Jungle Boy with tax in his mouth. Good lord. Um, and that was around the time when uh, they did your guys' favorite move. Adam Cole was holding him, and then they went into the ropes four times, and they gave him a kiss on the cheeks. Oh, they really oh. think this shit's funny. They really, they're like, they're really know. thinking all, like this all gets I know over is, the crowd. All I know is my wife thoroughly enjoyed it, and she said I like that. And I said, you know what? That's why I love you because I like it too. At least I have somebody that likes it with me. And all the AEW crowd, they lost their mind. They're, they're they, all in. Yeah, they love watching men kiss other men. <laughs> they do. They love it. Nothing wrong with that, guys. Come Nothing on. wrong with that. Uh, Nothing, well, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, later on in the match, uh, there was a decent botch by Luchasaurus. You'll probably see it on AW botches there, Tobin, on the Twitter. Oh, he's um, good for that. Every every match, he's good for a botch. Yeah, he's supposedly Lucas... been in the business for twelve years, but he can't fucking do a clean match. I'm sorry, yeah. Shane. No, it's fine. Th- th- this is uh, this entire match is you know the reason why I hate AEW. I mean, aside from the toxic fan base, the idiot owner that thinks he's one one of everybody, but. I mean, this really is like the bread and butter of my hatred right here is these fucking morons. And they've just ruined Adam Cole. And poor Christian's just there getting buried further. It's just it's just bad. It's just all bad. And the fans are like, yay, this is awesome. Now, you know what's awesome? Not this. That's that's a fucking fact. So they have uh, le- uh, end of the match sees uh, thumbtack knee pads. Yes, I repeat that. Thumbtack knee pads come out. Adam Cole shows them to Nick and Matt Jackson, uh, the Bucky boys, and they put them on. Um, and then a three-way BTE trigger to Luchasaurus. Um, but later, uh, moments later, choke slam to Adam Cole on the elite lackeys. And yes, I put on my notebook paper, elite lackeys. And then uh, Luchasaurus did a shooting star press off the stage perfectly didn't under-rotate it, Brock Lesnar, into the, the lackeys on the floor. And it, that was the move of the night. The the entire night was Luchasaurus, that big bastard. If you need to look up something after you get off of this podcast, is that move. And then Jungle Boy's reaction, and he looks around and he says, holy shit, as the crowd's saying holy shit too. It was a pretty cool moment. And then um, Christian gets a chair puts it underneath Matt Jackson in the middle of the ramp and gives the other chair to Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy's got to think about it. He says, do I want to do this? It's kind of it's kind of a heel move. It's like Jungle Boy has to get his inner heel going. And he slams the chair onto Matt Jackson. I know you guys would like that to the Bucky Boys. And he gets the one, two, three. So, hey, Jurassic Express won the match. I was, hey! I was about to say, that's, that's the one good takeaway from this whole thing is that I've been whining about how Jurassic Express has won an important match. And they finally do. So, I, I did just say how this whole show is predictable, but this is the least predictable thing that they did was actually have the super click uh, lose uh, that that was and have Jurassic Express get a win. That's insane. So, and I and I did read by some of the marks uh, online that because Jungle Boy was wearing jeans as was the rest of his team that. He's in for a gimmick change soon. So you have to pay attention to these things because they're so focused on long-term booking that this is this is why. 
He's going to be a construction worker now because he's wearing jeans. <laughs> yep. Well, I give this match a B. Um, overall, four... Actually, four, yeah. No, six. No, oh yeah, six. I can't count. Uh, six really talented guys, uh, but as Tobin alluded to earlier, some of them are getting buried um, in the, the log jam. That is AEW trading card game. Um, but I give this match a B. Was it was it because there wasn't enough kisses? For me, for 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 me, no. I can I can I can watch that all night because it's supposed to make people angry and pissed off, and that's what it makes you guys, and that's why I like it. They didn't slip, they didn't slip in enough tongue for your liking, so it's not an A. Didn't didn't did slip enough tongue for me. I'm gonna give it an uh, F uh, because the young bucks and are involved. All the stupid bullshit that they like to do, and I've seen some of the stuff where Christian did that uh, reverse DDT onto one of the Bucky boys. God only knows who the fuck it is. I couldn't see onto a chair, and he kicks out. Like, oh, apparently he's fucking Superman, but a concerto ends him. I, it, it, it's just they're making fun of wrestling, guys. I, if, if Shane, if you don't get this, they're making a joke of wrestling because they wanted to book their dumbasses back in the day. They're making fun of it and. Who's That's making fun joke. of wrestling? The Bucky Boys. They're making a joke out of it. And now Adam Cole's involved in the joke. They're just mocking the business. They're mocking everything about it by doing what they do because they're EVPs. So good for them. Fuck you, young bucks. Fuck you to hell. You know, you know who wouldn't put up with this shit? The Undertaker. No, he would not. He would have beat their asses back to Cucamonga, Rancho Cucamonga, where they came from. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm happy that she knew where they came from. That's even more impressive. Well, that's why Cornet calls them the Cucamonga Kids because they're from Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> I forgot about forgot about you and Corny's relationship. You just you listen to his banter. I mean, I appreciate so, some of his his commentary on AEW. Some of his other yeah, things so, I I completely disagree with, but I can't I can't wait to hear him talk about this show. I'll be I'll be watching that with a bucket, listening to that with a bucket of popcorn. <laughs> so okay, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question because we're gonna go we're gonna go a little bit into the weeds real quick, and this is just this is just for Tobin Corey. If you wanna if you wanna um, enter in, you can go right ahead. But this is oh I will. Tobin. So okay, so we're talking about the Bucks killing like I guess killing pun intended killing the business. They're making fun of the business. Mm-hmm. Isn't this similar though to Steel Panther making fun of like the hair metal era with their gimmick? Um, you could. I understand where you're coming from with that, Shane. I really do. And Steel Panther is doing it tongue in cheek for humor. So yeah, they're poking a little bit of fun at hair metal, but hair metal shouldn't be something you take seriously. And they're actually good at what they do. Where the Young Bucks are fucking terrible at what they do. That's the difference here. They're not that terrible. They're very talented guys. No, they're a bunch of. There are a bunch of gymnasts out there throwing out super kicks and doing stupid spots. What, what the fuck is a knee pad with thumbtacks in it? The thumbtacks aren't sticking out. It was, it was out. just an idea that they had. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, and they, they came did. Out with it. And what yeah, sense did. did that make? It doesn't make any sense. They well, busted put... open Luchasaurus's neck. How? Can... When you put thumbtacks inside the knee pad, the, 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 the sharp part was not out. No, it was. Like, the sharp part was out. Like that, how? They did that. How they glued him in there? Know. I mean, I don't, I don't know that. Ask Tony Khan. He's the one who oh, probably put him God in the night before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, guys, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll super glue these in for you, so you don't have to worry about doing it later. It's gonna look so cool. It's gonna look awesome, guys. Be my friend, please, please, please. If if you Fucking if you loser. sat down and you wrote a transcription of this match with with no names or anything like that, and you wrote down a transcription for just a random backyard wrestling match, you wouldn't be able to tell what is the promotion that's on TV and who's just a bunch of guys jacking off in their backyard. No, you wouldn't, because that's what this is. That's exactly what this is. I can't not laugh at this. I want to be like serious about it. I really, truly like AEW, and I'm glad I I'm glad I watched this show. But this is I don't know. I can't, I'm glad I, I was can't. watching Kicks Kick Ass last night because <laughs> this would have just completely pissed me. I know. The fuck off. I understand. I understand uh, the few listeners that we have won't understand why I said still Panther. Number one, I like hair metal. Number two, that's one of Tobin's favorite bands. So that's why I asked the question regarding music. I know Corey probably thought I was still going to go to wrestling, but hey, that's why I said in the weeds. We're they're one of the be- they're going. one of the best bands going. So you so all my listeners, please check them out if you haven't checked them out already because yeah. you will not be disappointed. Go see them live because they put on a great fucking live show. That's why we're going. That's why we're the 33 and 3 percent podcast. We don't just talk about wrestling we talk about music too we go in the weeds babe that's what we do all right so we have five more matches guys five more matches and we're only oh. an hour in good job i, I know <laughs> i'm just gonna say we're only an hour in last night it was about that time and i was getting pretty tired and there was a lot of matches to go <laughs> let's put it to you that way so next we have the tag team match tag team grudge match Pac, cody as a team Andrade, El Idolo, and Malachi Black team up. 30-minute time limit. My question to you guys is, Idolo, is he supposed to be a hitman? Like, I don't know what he's supposed to be, on? but he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he Corey, sucks. serious answer? Like, Do you know his, his character when he comes out with his mask and his, his pinstripe suit? Like he's ready to I thought, go into Goodfellas or something? I thought you were supposed to be Andrade El Cholo. I mean, I don't know what the hell he's supposed to be, man. I, he's, some, he's supposed to be some sort of sex gimp or something. I don't know. That's a serious answer, God damn it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Dude, right, he well, doesn't know what it is. He's just out there. This match should go 16 minutes so. and 52 seconds, by the way. Thank just you. Just to get that out there. 16 minutes, 52 seconds. This match is meh. It's it is what it is. If if they're calling this long term booking, then they have some problems because basically it was Pac and Cody kind of why 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 were they together slapping each other back and forth, and then Idolo and Malachi were slapping (sighs) each other back and forth, and they're like, "I'm better than you," and "I'm no, I'm better than you," and they just kept slapping each other in the back, getting a tag in. and then you have uh, Andrade uh, botches his way through the ropes. So I, I don't know how can I explain this. So you know how whenever like uh, whenever Luchadors go into the ropes and they go like they do some like fancy thing off the off the top rope to kind of go to the outside onto the apron. Yeah, they like you jump know? over. Yeah, like over it, but yeah. they, they land on yeah. the outside. So he yeah. tried to do like a corkscrew like through the the bottom rope, and <laughs> he like under rotated, and he just like. Almost didn't make it, and then he like landed real slowly on the like top of the apron, and then him and Cody like looked at each other, and then uh, like crowd was like, oh, and then the ECW crowd would have said you fucked up and started yep. screaming at you mm-hmm. with obscenities, but the mm-hmm. AW crowd was okay with it. 
So. Well, no, that's they, because they, it was part of the ring psychology shade. Yes, they would say it was done on purpose because that's how his character is supposed to be or some nonsense like that to cover up for a fucking botch. But uh, Idolo's manager, um, Jose Ibrames? Cuervo. Yep. Um, you need some of that. Watch this shit. Yeah, he kept, he kept he kept interfering into the match, kept grabbing uh, legs and stuff like that from the outside, and then the enforcer comes over there, takes care of some business, gives him some right hands. It was Arn versus Jose, and Jose got his ass kicked because Arn. Pull, did he pull out the Glock? God damn it, Corey! I just <laughs> no, asked that. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't pull out the Glock and put it to his temple. He he, he wasn't he wasn't in a car. He was just taking care of it uh, or, the old school way. Or in this case, did he pull out the guac? <laughs> no, he didn't pull out the guac either. <clears throat> but he, uh, what was it? Uh, Cody Cody was taking a while on the outside. Something happened. He was just trying to play the, the heel gimmick to where he, he wasn't going back into the ring. He wasn't ready yet, but Pac needed him because he was getting his ass kicked in the ring. Cody got booed because of that, of course. <clears throat> um, but then later on in the match, Cody was giving, I want to say it was uh, Idolo, the, the, the figure four, and then there was a 450 splash by Pac. Yep, kicked out by Andrade. Uh, Malachi Black pulled Cody uh, to get into Pac's way for his for the backflip. Uh, big boot by Malachi Black to Cody um, to get him. And then a poison Rana again. That's what, Mal- that's what Excalibur called it. A poison Rana to Andrade to the Black Arrow for the win. And then later on in the match, Tully and Wheeler beat up Pac, and that was it. No payoff. Fantastic. <laughs> so was the crowd booing Cody the entire time? Although, while yeah. he's still refusing to be heel? Because he's a natural yeah, but, heel? Yeah, but you can you can tell um, when I was talking about I was I was underselling it, but the amount of time it took for him to like stand outside the ring, he's trying to get his bearings. It was kind of like you know Shawn Michaels in a big match, like he's just on the outside of the ring getting ready to to win the match later. On. Except he's not Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean. You know what I mean, though. He's not even for God's sake. You know what I mean, though. When Shawn Michaels gets knocked out of a yes. match and he's on the outside and you don't know where he is, and all of a sudden here he comes back in. That's what Cody did last night. Come on, Corey. You not. You know damn well I'm not going to compare him to HBK. Come on. So, uh, so I'm, I'm not the host of the show, but allow me to ask you a question. Absolutely. Con- considering, what, con- considering the rating that you gave this match as it was, as a tag match. B minus, I gave it, by the way. Word on the street is that originally it was supposed to be a fatal four-way. I don't know, perhaps with some sort of implication to, to rankings or something, because, you know, they keep such good track of that. Um, would it have been better as a fatal four-way? Absolutely, because it was actually yeah. they were they, they they were treating it like a fatal four by anyway. And Jr. and thank you for bringing that up, Corey. Jr. said during the match that it doesn't feel like a tag team match. It just feels like four individuals were put into a match together. Well, then well that's what it was. It a fucking fatal four way. It's long term booking. Yes, it is. <laughs> Cody needs to get another win under his fucking belt. Well, at least at least Pac. Got the finish and he got the pin, but he got his ass kicked. So <laughs> it is what it is. Before we get to the women's title match, I want to go through um, some things that I wrote down on the side here that would surprise me and some signs that I, uh, you know, me, I'm a big sign guy. So I like to look at the signs in the crowd and they make, they make me laugh. Sign guy Dudley? <laughs> nope, he wasn't there. Um, 
he uh, <laughs> big thing that really disappointed me. And I don't know what WWE is going to do now, but green smiley face T-shirt guy was there, front and center, camera side, front row. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he turned his back on WWE or what, or just giving both companies money. But he was there, front row, with his stupid little brown hat on. And uh, good signs. MJF eats sloppy steaks. I don't know what that means. It's probably a weird term that I don't know about. Kavi loves HBK. So there's an HBK mention there. I don't know who Kavi is, but good for Kavi. MJF Kmart. It was like a Kmart symbol with MJF. Not sure why. That was that was a funny funny one. Uh, Latino Heat Forever because it's the anniversary of his passing. <laughs> The one that made me laugh the most was I came here for 2.0. And I don't know if that was homage to NXT 2.0 or somebody in the dork order that may be called 2.0, but I don't think so. I think they're trying to make fun of NXT. No, isn't that the tag team? What's the the tag tag team? team? Yeah, Everrise. Oh, yeah, but see, they didn't spell it right, so I don't know it's 2.0 anymore. It's 2. Yeah, did I did, I, did oh. I not tell you I was there last night and I had that sign? <laughs> <laughs> but you spelled it wrong, you dummy. I'll tell you that first and foremost. Spell it right. I actually forgot about 2.0. I don't watch Dark Elevation, so. Yeah, neither does anybody else, so you're not alone. <laughs> and then the, the last one was Vince Fears Pencil. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But... All right, thanks for indulging me. Those are the signs I saw last night. On to the next match. 60-minute time limit. Women's title. Tay Conti finally gets her chance to get the women's title from Britt Baker. Shane, DMD. Yes. Hey, can I stop you right here? I'm, Absolutely. I'm just looking at the results here on the uh, CBS Sports app. And yes. it says, and I, I, and like I said, I didn't watch the show. It's telling me that Punk and Kingston was next. But you're saying that the women's title match was next. Just so I know somebody fucked up here. I'm not saying it's you, because they spelled Christian with an R at some point. In my <laughs> so, get your shit together, the, editing department. The sons of bitches. What? What the hell, then? You know what? I I I might have. Um, might have my. Um. Yeah. You know what? CBS is right. I'm okay. wrong. It's okay. Oh damn, Shane was yeah. wrong. All right, well, I officially retire after the show's over. Um, I officially retire. I was well, wrong. Okay. Well, Shane, the bottom line is you're not allowed to retire because nobody else can host this show as well as you. And I'm not about to step up my game and put more effort into this shit. So, uh, you're not allowed to do that. Well, th- thank you, Lucky Strike, for you only say one play thing per show, and it's that I'm a good host. So I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> And Corey's so, right on AEW like me. So there's the two. There's my two compliments. There it is. There it is. All right. So next we have, yes, thank you, CBS Sports and Lucky Strike. It's CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. The two-week so, feud here. Two-week feud. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's pretty good. It has history. It has truth. And Eddie Kingston can sell a paper bag to me. So... Oh, he's good on the mic. Don't get me wrong. He's really, he's really good. He's really his, good. His Plus, in-ring like, stuff he's is kind of nuts. And, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. His in-ring work is very meh, but he's good on the mic. He'd be much better as a manager, perhaps. But uh, you know, you take what you can get at this point with this fucking shit show of a company. So, as as, <laughs> as you guys were alluding to earlier, Sam Punk getting a little 
overbooked a little or over or, or overexposed well the crowd was the crowd was into culture personality of course they like this they like to sing along in AEW land and but when Kingston came out he got a huge pop <clears throat> and um Eddie Kingston comes down. He doesn't do his normal stick. He comes down and just looks right into the ring. He looks ready to kick somebody's ass. And it's just, you can tell, he's telling a story with his eyes, and I respect it. So he does that. CM Punk comes out, doesn't do its clobber in time, doesn't do that, walks right to the ring. I was like, I'm I'm into it now. I'm ready to go. And the ref gets in between them, and he starts checking Eddie Kingston for whatever weapons they do that little thing for not every match, just this match. And Kingston does a spinning back fist to CM Punk's face and Punk just crumbles and the crowd goes nuts. Like they, they start chanting for Eddie Kingston. <laughs> and I was like, they already turned on CM Punk. All right. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so like the CM Punk, yeah. CM Punk um, tries to get his bearings, uh, gets back up later on in the match. He gets busted open. Um, and then during the match, Punk does two shoulder blocks and a side slam. Oh and boy! The, and the crowd just the crowd is like you know you know they know what's coming. And I was like, is is this motherfucker gonna do the five knuckle shuffle? Is this gonna do right here? But instead, he did the three amigos. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he um, and Eddie Kingston just just kept asking for punishment. He's like, punch me kick me keep it going he was down on his knees a kingston just begging for punishment they're flipping each other off like it was a rock fight like they were beating each other up and it was a, it was a good fight and this is surprising because cm punk's not that type of of wrestler but he put on he put on a good match he's um, not really tor- any type of wrestler <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna he say was he's not that type of years, man but uh, but then t- towards the end of the match, uh, he was doing like MMA uh, knees to the body and some and some kicks, and the crowd was booing him. And I I don't know if it was because you're doing MMA stuff and you're an, you're a wrestler or he was I don't know, it, but the crowd didn't like it. Um, and then but he did the he, but eventually he did the uh, the go to sleep for the one two three, and uh, at the end of the match, CM Punk got busted open too during the match too. He was he was bleeding. Um, but he took his hand out, wanted a handshake from Kingston. He got CM Punk's respect, and Kingston just left the ring. He didn't give him a handshake. So I like that. Kingston continues his his heel persona. <clears throat> CM Punk maybe feels disrespected. We might get a rematch here, but maybe not. They kicked the shit out of each other. I gave it a B minus. It was eleven minutes, by the way. Yeah, it was it was it felt like a long eleven minutes, but it was like a good long eleven minutes. Like they were just they were beating each other up. Like there was but- there was no there was no technical wrestling during this match. But well, I'm gonna I, I, go ahead, Corey. Well, I was just saying, I, I feel between the two guys, like just Kingston being like having a lot of wear and tear on his body from years of wrestling, and CM Punk basically saying like he's not ready to be back there full time, even with the cardio and everything. It was probably just a good decision to just have them basically beat the shit out of each other for 11 minutes instead of try to go 20. And I, I'm gonna give this match a bull rating, and as in predictable. Because Punk goes over again. Like, who fucking thought Eddie Kingston had a chance to win this? If you did, you're a moron. And what is up with Punk's, like, uh, 
like swimming trunks that he wore in the His ring. Trunks? Oh yeah, I didn't talk about that. I saw that last night too. Had the like, Chicago flag on it. Yeah. Like, is, are his legs so shot now that he can't work them out? And you know, it, not that they were ever like you know big tone legs, but he's not gonna. He he had the long tights in his first match. And he went back to the you know the the speedo looking thing, and then now he has like the weird swimming trunks. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, pick pick a style. And roll with it. Unless you're going to sell it, sell all your different trunks to all the marks out there, which is actually a good financial idea, Punk. So I would give you that. And they buy, oh, Sam Punk wore this in a match against Eddie Kingston. I can't wait to mount it on my wall and smell his sweat. <laughs> is that is that how every AEW fan sounds? And Tony Khan? No, that's a little too. That's a little too masculine for most of the AEW fans. <laughs> It's a, it's a subtle in-joke about how Tony Khan is the only an AW fan. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just himself. All right, so next match coming up. Women's title now. Now we're at the women's title match. Britt Baker, DMD, with Jamie Hayter and Rebel, not Reba. Be- before, 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 before you get into the match, was there anyone on the face of the goddamn planet who thought that Conti was going to go over in this match? Anyone? No. Uh, I was gonna say bull, predict a bull. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, another error with uh, CBS Sports. So fuck you, CBS Sports. Um, it has on the listing here that I'm reading the results and everything. Uh, after the Punk match, Punk Kingston match, the next match is the Inner Circle match. So they completely left the women's match out on the review. So good job on you, motherfuckers. To get I, say, I'm like, I can't be wrong again. I put these in order. I no. wrote it in a notebook, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> With my pencil. I feel like Tony Khan over here. Right? No, which, which, is, which is why I didn't even question you the second time because then I scrolled down just to double check. I'm like, yeah, they fucked this up again. So yeah, uh, don't read the results of CBSSports.com uh, because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So... Uh, continue, Shane. All right, so uh, women's title match. Uh, Tay Conti finally gets her time to shine. Will she beat Britt Baker DMD? Good match. Tay Conti, I actually haven't, haven't really seen her wrestle a lot. Roll Tide. She, yeah, she, she wrestles very um, rarely. Uh, I no, she's just on, on dark on, most of the time. Yeah, dark or diamond. She's like 36 and 5. I'm like, she's had 41 matches. I where I, I haven't seen them, um, but good for her. A guitarist comes out, kind of looks like KK Downing, playing the uh, Britt Baker theme song. <laughs> it's just some guy from Fozzy. Good for that guy. But I knew it wasn't KK Downing. But I was like, oh, who the fuck is this? But it's like, oh, so and so from Fozzy playing the Britt Baker theme song. I was like, oh, good, good job, Jericho. It's like band just like sitting in the back chilling. Like we want to go on tour, man. Um, beginning of the match, uh, uh, both women were jockeying for position, exchange encounters. Uh, Conti kicked out of the uh, the neckbreaker in the corner after the curb stomp, um, so it was like a neckbreaker slash curb stomp. It was a, it was a good uh, good move there by uh, Brick Baker. Lockjaw attempt was blocked the first time to the ropes. Uh, Take Conti got to the ropes. Um, there was a curb stomp on the steel steps uh, to Kate to Tay Conti. Then Lockjaw 2 got to the ropes again, so Tay Conti is still surviving during this match. Um, she uh, did a moonsault off the top rope. That was clearly planned because everybody was standing around for at least two or three minutes. <laughs> I hate um, that. 
like good for her. Uh, she 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 did it correctly. She didn't kill himself, but at the same time, it's like, oh shit, what are we waiting for? We're all, all looking up at her. Um, and then I'm trying to read my notes here. Britt backed up to Miss Impact. Got it. Yeah, Tay Conti tried to go into the ring off a slingshot um, clothesline, but brought the ref in. Um, and then DMD rolls up Ty Conti and after the attempted lockjaw third attempt and rolled her up. So didn't give her the lockjaw. Just to make that clear, long-term booking, they're probably going to fight again. That's all I'm saying. That's my prediction. I give this match a C. <clears throat> I've seen a lot better women's matches in this match. I will continue to say during every single AW type podcast that we do that Britt Baker DMD and Thunder Rosa in that latter match was lights out match was one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. I'm not just saying that. It's I No, that's I, that's fair. I haven't seen a lot of good women's matches, mind you. I, I lived during not. The, I lived during the attitude era. <laughs> so my apologies. <laughs> Any thoughts on this, gentlemen? It's pretty predictable. It was very predictable. Uh, I I haven't really watched enough Dynamite to really say that how the fuck Taya Conti got involved in this match. Um, like I said, we, she was just you know beating jobbers on Dark and Elevation and YouTube specials. Uh, so I, you know, I, she comes out of nowhere. I mean, she's. She's got the look, clearly. She's roll-tied, there's no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, she's got a little bit of a goofy personality dancing with the referee, so I don't know. I don't. Know. How did she earn this t- title shot? Was it because she had 50 wins over 50 people nobody would ever see again? I don't know. But uh, how did this even come about? I don't even know. That shows you the long-term booking they worked on this pay-per-view. They had four months to do it, and uh, I still don't know how they did it. Right. I mean, Corey, have any thoughts on it? I, I, I had did not care about this match going into it because, again, we nobody thought that Tay Conti was going over. No. I feel that Tony Khan just puts all the women's names in a hat and he pulls them out and he says, "Hey, you're getting the title shot of the next pay per view. Congratulations." Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know where Britt Baker goes from here. I mean, I yeah, every 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 month or every pay per view, she does get an opponent, which is great. Um, but the whole like Thunder Rosa and he Karushita, you know, part of it. Um, that's does a better come into play. That's a better storyline than what Bert Baker's had. So I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, like her being the women's champion is great, and she's definitely over. Uh, but there's not really any big opponents. And then I, I thought I was under the impression that the TBS title would be on the line at full gear. But it wasn't like they're still in the, like, the quarterfinals or the semifinals. I was like, what, when, when did we finish this off? <laughs> so I'll finish just, it off on on the last hour of Rampage when nobody's watching. I'm just yeah. I mean, as an AW fan, like that's I'm a fan and I pay for your stuff. I was like, oh, the TBS titles still not. I thought it was tonight. I was like, oh, like who's going for it? But because you had um, Jade Cargill out there and Red Velvet got. Did they even have the, a mat? They didn't even have a qualifying match at the pay per view. So shows you how no, much they, they care about this fucking belt. Yeah, I, that's why I don't I don't understand. I guess at a uh, at a um, quarterly call, uh, Tony Khan said that he he does he still likes having the four pay per views a year, four hours long. He said the TBS Championship will be um, just as good, if not if not better than like the TNT title. They can kind of complement each other. Said, so it'll okay. be shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
TNT title's not shit. Sammy Gore has it. Yeah, Miro had it, so it was shit. Miro! And then you got really excited when Sammy Guevara won, so suck yeah. it. Yeah, I, d- I did. I'm not going to I won't lie to people. I'll t- I got excited when Sammy won it because he beat Miro. Fuck him. Yeah, he beat Miro. And now he has a good opponent coming up on Wednesday on Dynamite, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Next, though, we have the match that I was not waiting for. It was the American Top Team. Don't know why they're here. I don't want them here. Dan Lambert. It's a piece of crap. I don't want to see him anymore. And he looked like Baby Huey in this one. Uh, <clears throat> of course, Judas sing along at the beginning. But right before this, before this all went down, they did a little special announcement. Who's in the crowd? It's Baron Von Raschke, the man of the Iron Claw back in the day. <laughs> He's still alive. Exactly. He's still alive, yes. He is still alive. He looks exactly the same when he wrestled because he, he hasn't, hasn't aged. And he put the claw right on the camera and thought he was going to kill the cameraman or the camera, um, either or. But I was like, why in the fuck are they, they announcing Baron Von Rashi is there? Oh, man, there's a reason that's coming up. Uh, so there, of course, <laughs> just sing along. Bowl, perhaps? Uh, Dan, Dan Lambert looks like baby Huey. He's wearing a all blue suede jumpsuit that has an American flag on it. And it has American top team logo on it as well. Um, Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos are the MMA fighters in the match. Junior Dos Santos is clearly a better wrestler than Arlovsky. Um, he does a standing moonsault during the match and a suplex. So pretty impressive stuff. I always am impressed when MMA guys do moves correctly and they're probably never going to do them again, and I'm just glad they didn't hurt anybody. So good for them. They actually respect the business, and they respect that you need to learn how to do these moves. You can't just come in and beat everyone's ass like you do in the octagon. What's, what's um, that about respecting the business? About res- How do the Young Bucks disrespect the business? <laughs> I don't By understand. I, I don't By understand how that <laughs> – I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Okay. Just because Jim Cornette still lives in the 1970s with the fucking different parts of the United States being territoried, I don't understand how they're killing okay. the business. This, this, take, is, this is not take, Jim Cornette. No. Take Corny it out of this. It is Jim okay? Cornette. I no, no, no. can't because no, no. he's the one that's giving he's giving you these opinions that you're taking. No, 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 no. no. He's reaffirming my opinions. But the fact of the matter is Look at the two biggest heels in AEW, okay? You're looking at, like, the Elite, and you have MJF. MJF is a legitimate heel. He puts the work in. He's He he doesn't break kayfabe ever, ever, to his detriment. Some people would argue, but I love it. He Granted, he doesn't wrestle that much, but that's based on the booker, not him, but... He's out there, and he's cutting promos, and he shits on everybody, and he takes it seriously. He's a serious, nasty, evil heel. Chicken shit win with the ring and everything. Like, it was great. Like, that's what he does. That's what you're supposed to do as a bad guy. But the Young Bucks come out, and they're making a joke out of things and kidding around, thinking, that like, they're cool. And I get that's kind of what they're trying to do as heels, but it comes off to me as them pretending to be what a wrestling heel would be to someone who's not a or someone who's like a casual wrestling fan. They're like, hey, we're here. We're gonna beat you guys because we're cool. Now you're fucking losers. Okay, that's the bottom line. You need to go back to Rancho Cucamonga and say the fuck out of the wrestling business and quit holding a grudge against everybody who didn't book you because you suck. 
and they do ballet in the ring, and they bury guys, and they don't win heel style because they don't want to ever fully commit to that. So they do their own thing, and they'll just beat bury guys clean. Just bang. Here's the heels. Just bang. Win it. Winning like it's nothing. It just it's not good, and it pisses me off the way they do it. Well, at least they're not tag champs and, anymore. Yeah, for now, until they get the until until they decide they want the belt back. They I will. can't wait. All right. Well, I'll just I'll just be cheering for the young walks. It's all right. That's so cool. before we finish here, Shane, um, the TNT title was not featured on this pay per view. It was not because Sammy was in this match. That's right. The uh, okay, but it sure will be. It, but it will be in a little bit, and I will. I will. We'll get to that right after this match. <clears throat> uh, so, like I said, JDS, um, Andre Olovsky, um, the MMA guys, Lambert's running around the ring, flipping off <laughs> the crowd and flipping off inner circle until all hell breaks loose. The one thing that I and I and I gave this match a C, by the way. The reason why, because it was clusterfuckish. It kind of had that stadium stampede feel. And they started off outside the ring, like it was a tag team, like a tag match, and they had to like tag each other in. But it's a street fight, so there's no like, tags. You don't need there's tag no tags. But then that's when like Lambert came in and he flipped off everybody, and then all hell broke loose from there. So um, Jake Hager did his uh, his splash onto everybody. Everyone's like standing there waiting for somebody, and here comes Jake Hager on the ring. Um, all the weapons in the match uh, and ob- were objects. That were invented in Minneapolis. Things like a football, a toaster, <laughs> a hockey stick, Jesus Christ. a oh bunt pad, and a water ski. So I can't defend it. All I'll say is <laughs> <laughs> all I'll say is it's unique. That's cool. But I I never knew that a football and a bunt cake pan and a toaster were made in Minneapolis. So Good for them. Um, and then I guess the biggest pop of this match was the Inner Circle Prince logo, like the cross with the little circle up top because they're in Minneapolis, and that's where Prince is from. That's how good this match was. That was the pop of the match. <laughs> Just letting you guys know. This is something that I paid for, damn it. And then uh, Sammy Guevara gets his inner Jeff Harvey and gets a 20-foot ladder out and gives – uh, Scorpio Sky, a Swanton bomb off the top. I did, I did see that. That was a crazy spot. Crazy spot. It's crazy when there's a ladder involved, and I, I like Sammy Guevara. So he can do whatever he wants. Um, and then uh, later on in the match, all ego Ethan Page asks Jake Hager's wife. Wouldn't know her from Adam, but thank you for Excalibur saying that's Jake Hager's wife. <laughs> um, saying, "Are you enjoying the show? Are you enjoying the show?" And of course, who is she sitting next to? Baron Von Raschke and Ethan Page gets the Iron Claw. <laughs> I'm not joking. Look this up. It's pretty funny. And then all ego Ethan Page sells it. Damn it. He does the J-O-B. And then Jericho um, and Lambert are the ones in the ring because Lambert was in the in the center of the ring doing his, uh, his inner Shawn Michaels and doing the, you know, going down and trying to make muscles and Jericho's behind him and kicks the shit out of uh, Dan Lambert, giving him a kendo stick to the side of the temple, which looked nasty. Um, and then he just kept hitting him with the, the kendo stick everywhere else. And then, in homage to Tony not being here, he took a stapler to the nuggies. 
And um, Jericho goes to the top rope. Yes. Big Chris Jericho. Top rope. Does the Eddie shimmy. Points to the sky. Frog splash on Lambert to get the win. And then um, Eddie, or sorry, Jericho was pretty emotional after the match because of Eddie. Eddie got at all. He were buddies. I'm glad. I'm glad the young and up and comer Chris Jericho got the spotlight <laughs> and got the pin. That's good for him. It was good for him. He really needed that. Yes. He needed so the rubber his... beating Dan Lambert on pay per view. So was the stapler invented in Minneapolis? Was what? The yes. stapler. Really? Uh, what? Well, yeah. I think. Yeah. Was so... Eddie Guerrero invented in Minneapolis? <laughs> imagine they had, had a Pittsburgh street fight. It'd be like. Hermani sandwiches and fucking Big Macs and <laughs> someone saying Yins get ass. <laughs> like what was it? What was it meant in Pittsburgh? Throw throw a bunch of a soot from the steel mill back in the back in the yeah. day. Oh no! Smoke to get, the eyes. Or Philadelphia street fighters, he just throw garbage at everybody. <laughs> and then gritty would gritty would be in the seat where Ron Rashke was. That's right. <laughs> And they would have like a vague memory of a Stanley Cup, is how that would work for them. And just the entire arena would be smell like pee. <laughs> They'd be booing Santa Claus the whole time, throwing snowballs. Have some respect. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. So, uh, so right before the main event, we have a special announcement from Tony Schiavone. He's saying a former world champion. So. I didn't think it was going to be Wyndham Rotundo or Bray Wyatt, um, but I wasn't expecting this. Jay Lethal is all elite. So pretty sweet right here. I think it's a big get for um, for AEW. Um, and then he uh, he comes out and he goes, let me tell you something, Tony. And he's like, I've always wanted to say that. And he goes, all I need to say is Jay Lethal is all elite. And uh, Shivani asks what his intentions are here, and he goes, I'm looking at that TNT title, and Sammy Guevara seems to be a, a, a good wrestler, and so on and so forth. And Sammy Guevara is hold, holding his ribs from the, that match that just happened moments ago, gets in his face, puts up the title, and says, you're on. Wednesday night, got Dynamite, got Sammy versus Jay Lethal for the TNT title. I'm all in. That's going to be oh. some good stuff. One of our last shows, we put over Jay Lethal, and you know, I think he's great in the ring, great character, all that shit. But uh, apparently, he has some kind of uh, backstage issues and uh, other sexual allegations. I, I, they're all allegations. I'm not the kind of guy that that runs with rumors and innuendo. I'm just telling you what I've heard. So yeah, apparently with, with Taylor Hendricks. Apparently, it's problematic. I'm not saying whether that is or isn't true. But that's just a disclaimer. I I like Jay Lethal. I think he's great in the ring. I don't know what he does backstage. Nothing's been confirmed. It hasn't been unconfirmed either. So I'm just that that is the official thirty-three and a third percent podcast response to that. It's just that Jay Lethal has some problems backstage. There's allegations levied against him, sexual misconduct. Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, that, that is the most that I've heard of that. Uh, not to rain on his parade here, but I'm just telling you what, what I know. And uh, is, it, is, is Taylor Hendricks in AEW? No. Oh, she was in Ring of Honor? She was in Ring of Honor, yes. Got it. Okay. So, so during, dur- during the Jay Lethal thing, did they mention what CM Punk would be doing on Dynamite this week? 
<laughs> no, they did not. Also, also, uh, Jay Lethal uh, did a, did an interview uh, like I must have been last night or today about if there was a possibility of him being on the last Ring of Honor pay per view, and he said he's officially all elite. He will not be at the Ring of Honor pay per view. And honestly, the way he was talking, like he kept basically saying that like Ring of Honor was dead, like it, w- it won't be coming back at all. No, it yeah, won't be. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. Like they they want to come back during Supercard of Honor in da- like outside of Dallas for the like the Mania weekend pay per view. I don't know. Like if they're if if they're if they're letting people go and they're selling their like I don't know. I feel like they might be back, but not to the capacity where people are thinking. But I don't. I mean, I, I don't know how they're going to make that work. If it's, if it's, uh, if these guys like as big as Jay Lethal are going to go, and they're all free agents, and they're just all elite, they're not going to go back to Ring of Honor for the last show. I mean, Jay Lethal is Ring of Honor, in my eyes. So, Josh, oh, and, I, and I will say that the uh, the Dan Lambert match was uh, nineteen minutes and fifty two seconds. That that that'll never, that that'll never get back. I never get back. And the Britt Baker uh, Taya Conte match was 15 minutes and 24 seconds. So, okay. just All a right. little little information for the folks here yep. at home. Man, I, I feel like I had both those matches as C's, and I'll take the women's title match all day long more than that. <laughs> that street fight. Um, all right. Is We're it time for cowboy shit, Shane? Oh, it's time for a cowboy shit. Pretty cool video package at the beginning uh, with um, Hangman Page. Uh, he was right on a, a white horse <clears throat> down uh, down the street to the Target Center. It was all it wasn't real life. It was just like a video package, and it was all it was all like CGI type. And he was um, riding the horse past his losses of um, to Jericho uh, when AEW got first started out. Jericho won the title, um, and uh, him saying he's going to be AEW World Champion, um, the first AEW World Champion at the uh, the announcement in Jacksonville, and um, a couple other losses in his in his career, and um, he gets off the horse and then gets a huge pop for the from the Target Center crowd. He comes in and you can you can feel it. You can feel like Adam Page is probably going to win the title tonight. He has to, or else there's going to be riots. Um, and then. Um, Kenny Omega comes down uh, to a reign of booze. 346 days as world champ. Um, it hasn't even been a year yet. Put that in perspective uh, for Kenny Omega being world champion. It's a Obviously long 346 Don- days, man. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Don Callis had heavy some heavy interference early. Um, Paige Moon saw it outside the ring um, and an elbow suicida. That's Excalibur's words, not mine. Elbow suicida. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, and then Paige and Omega started biting each other on the top rope, um, like midway through the match. And I put on the side of my notes here, a lot of biting of opponents tonight. I didn't say it during any other match, but Punk and Kingston, there was biting. Um, I want to say the uh, the the uh, Super Click match, there was a bite. I'm like, why is everybody biting each other? What are we? Is there somebody hungry? The buffet backstage isn't good enough for you. Like, come on, guys. Tony's not bringing enough for catering in the back. I don't know. Right. Um, and I did do my very special. I was so glad I came up with it. Snapdragon and V trigger counts. 
Not as many as I not as many as I thought though, but still still pretty impressed with myself. Um, there were three Snapdragons and six V triggers. Only six. That's impressive. Only six, but three oh. of them came within the last five minutes. Oh. <laughs> v trigger, V trigger. Um, Page had a release German. Um, Omega Omega landed on his forehead. It was pretty nasty. Um, Adam Page gets busted open. I don't know if they were using blood pellets or actually cutting themselves because it dried up very quickly um, in all in all the matches that had blood tonight. So I don't know if they were just like, it looked weird. You guys got to go back and watch and state your opinion there. But it looked pretty looked pretty iffy. Cut yourself, damn it. Be a man. Um, Tiger Driver 1980 by Omega. Again, Excalibur's words, not mine. Avalanche Blockbuster by Page, but it was not a blockbuster. So thanks, Excalibur. Um Buckshot, Lariat, um, onto uh, Paul Turner. That's the referee. I, I know that guy. Um, goddamn Omega, I put. <clears throat> so, uh, basically, Buckshot, Lariat, um, Paul Turner got pulled by Kenny Omega to get in his way. So, Paul Turner was out. Who comes down? But Aubrey Edwards comes down and gets the one, two, and the close pin uh, to Kenny Omega. And let me get the last part of this match right. My notes are just all over the place. Because I was writing with a pencil. Like it's old school here. There's a dead eye by Page. Aubrey runs down and gets the 1-2 and kick out. Back and forth punches uh, with some V-triggers. Page gets in Omega's face after being kicked in the head. Multiple times. And then (laughs) here it comes, boys. Guess who comes down the aisle? Be eat my meat. Be eat, eat, eat my meat. <laughs> gotta get that shit in, boys. The young bucks. I gotta get the shit in. This is where me personally gets kind of turned off by the match because I was like, okay, I like the young bucks. Why the fuck are they down here? And the reason why they're down there is because earlier in, I want to say it was either Rampage or Dynamite, Page. Offers them an apology. Says he wasn't a good guy back in the day, like last year. He was drinking too much, whatever. He cost them the world tag titles. But he said, you know, you cost me a world title shot. So we're even. He's like, if you think about even interfering in the match and laying a hand on me, he's like, I'm going to end you. So, of course, the Bucks got to get their shit in. So they come down the aisle. And... uh Page is obviously seeing this and he's distracted. Um, but then he gives um, Kenny Omega a one-winged angel, his own move to Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega kicks out of it. Um, he gave one buck shot to Kenny Omega. He kicks out of it. And then he goes on the outside of the ring. He looks at Nick and Matt Jackson. And then Matt Jackson gives him the head nod, yes. Like basically like we're not going to touch you. Just do it. And then he gives him the bucks, the next buckshot lariat for the one, two, three. And you're new AEW world champion, cowboy shit, Tony's favorite wrestler, hangman Adam page. <laughs> so my thoughts other than I give it a B. It's a good match. Told a good story. But why are Nick and Matt Jackson down there giving him a head nod? It's okay to do it. <laughs> It just it just waters it down so much. Yep. It waters down Adam Page 
Like, I don't know why any of the bucks to come down and say, just give him a head nod. You know? So, so that, so that waters down the match, but you're okay with them kissing Adam Cole every five minutes, and that's cool. <laughs> They're heels. They're supposed to make you angry and say, "Why well, are they doing that?" And that's what they're doing. I like it. Well, maybe it's that's what the head nod was me. about: was making you angry and making you go, "Why are they doing that?" Yeah, it's their heels. Why are they nodding for the baby face to fucking beat their buddy? Huh? 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 Well, do you guys like the ending of the match then? Is that how this is going to work? I'm not saying I liked anything. I'm just telling you what it is here. Uh, Kenny Omega lost, so I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't don't understand how Adam Cole getting kissed on the cheeks has anything to do with this ending of this match. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. I just wanted to yell about stuff. Exactly. (laughs) You know we're bottled, damn it. Well, the Young Bucks ruin everything, Shane. That's my point. So they ruin this match. They ruin their own match. They ruin all of AEW. And that's just the bottom line. It's true, and you know it. It is. It's not. It is. So I have three I have three bad, and I have three good. So we'll start with the bad. Just to get it out of the way. You guys can bitch more if you want. Uh, number three bad, the street fight. It's pretty, it's pretty awful. Uh, number two was the women's title match, and number one was Brian Danielson and Miro. Really surprised me, but it was the match that I didn't really remember of the, of the night. Didn't really care for it. And then the did, good of the night. Go ahead. Did Did anyone else like I? I expect like I expected at one point. I expected Hager to just like level Jericho and turn on Jericho because he's an MMA guy. Yeah, I mean they keep they keep pushing MMA, but at the same time they, I really think they wanted Jorge Masvidal in this match, and he was supposed to fight this past weekend and he uh, or in December, but he got injured in training, so they didn't put him in the match. Interesting. Not that there's anything to really do with it, but I think they wanted a bigger name than. Andre Orlovsky, like nobody really knows who he is. If you're if you're not like an MMA guy or person, like you don't know who he is. Like, Junior Dos Santos, I feel like is a more household name than Orlovsky, but oh, he's I a think big, Horry, yeah, much bigger name. Well, if yeah, no one well, knows who he is, he fits in really well with the AEW guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So the good of the night, I had a I had a three and a three B. So the three B is Lethal Injection. Uh, Jay Lethal is all elite. Uh, number three is the False Count Anywhere match uh, with the Jurassic Express finally getting a win. Uh, number two was Paige and Omega. Cowboy shit. Tony, he's your world champion. And number one, Darby and MJF. It really impressed me, uh, especially MJF's uh, wrestling ability. Um, even Darby Allen. Like, Darby Allen uh, had some good technical moves in the match. Of course, he did his, his uh, spotty stuff on the outside, uh, but they had a really good the chain wrestling match told a good story, and I was impressed. Um, and where in the world is Wyndham Rotundo? He's making a movie. He was seen in Minneapolis airport uh, with the uh, with the Brock Lesnar guy. You guys know what I'm talking about? That guy who, when Brock Lesnar like first came back, they like zoomed in on the guy, and he like did the the arm thing. You know what I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that guy. So he's. I think he's friends with. Uh, green smiley face shirt guy and because oh, okay. uh, they, they were sitting next to each other talking yeah because i pay attention to that um and uh he he tweeted a picture at the airport with bray wyatt or Wyndham rotundo whatever you want to call him um his real name 
Um, so I was like, all right, he might come, he might come back, but uh, you never know. It might be another dynamite or rampage. Or now I'm going to say that Wyndham Rotunda is going to come out during the first TBS rampage, which is in January. I feel like they're just going to put it off. Do you think they could save him that long? That was a real question. Um, from what I heard, I've heard multiple uh, Ruben Renuendo that why it was hard to work with the WWE. Yes, I like, did hear that too. The last so. like six months, like I mean, not 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 at all times, but like when he became the fiend, like he wanted a lot of stuff done creatively, and they didn't mm-hmm. they just they didn't want to do it, and he just he got pissed off about it, became childish. To well, work did with. you? Did you see? Did you see like the the kind of concept art and stuff that where he wanted to start wearing like the fiend mask for like the husky the huskus and like other characters? Yes, I did see that, which I think would be like he's going really in depth, which I which I respect. And I don't know why WWE didn't want to go that far, but that's kind of what that's kind of the reputation WWE has. It's just you know we have control of you. You know we come up with the ideas and you just listen to us. No, no, nobody really has full creative control. Well, no, you don't have to control WWE. No, that's just the way it is. No, yeah, but there's there's not much creative in WWE, so you just have control, (laughs) (laughs) right? So, uh, but from what I wrote down, the ending, uh, my end synopsis: the good was good, and there was bad, but the bad isn't enough to overshadow the good. So, that's, so that's the best on, way I can put it. On a scale of 1 to 10, what letter grade would you give this pay-per-view? <laughs> what? You the heard scale me. Of one to... On the scale right. of 1 to 10, what letter grade would you give this show? Would, would you give it an A? Would you give it a B? Would you give it a 10? Would you give it a 5? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> give I mean, fucking grade! <laughs> I know, I just, I just said overall I gave it a B. Okay. I said it like I said it five minutes ago. Well, I'm sorry I wasn't paying attention. Clearly, knock knock. Is anybody here tonight? Is it just me? Am I just talking to myself? Ding dong. Hello. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was too busy being pissed off at the young box. <laughs> hey, that, that's another that's another person Tony or Tony likes. Good, and she's out. There's, there, that's my that's my bottom three right there. Number one is the number two is young, and number three is bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, so uh, so coming up for us, we're going to talk about uh, Roman Reigns being the new king of WWE. Corey's going to be corresponding with that, talking about all of his Roman Reigns likes and dislikes. Uh, I right, guess Corey? we'll talk about the releases, right, at some point. We're a little behind yeah. here. Yeah, we're a little behind. Bear with us. Um, you know, It's the holidays. we got shit to do, people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We all work, we all have things to do, we have families, you know, it's just, you know. Yeah, we will We will bring the news about wrestling the, the quickest we can. Um, and I, we, and I did, we love I, all the fans out there. And before we finish, speaking of fans, I did want to give a shout out to my cousin Ryan. Thanks for being a big fan of the show. And uh, the point is, I'm going to be divisive, so you're just going to have to deal with it, bud. And uh, I'm glad you like it. So we're going to try to keep the humor up for you. And uh, I love you. Keep, keep listening. 
Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for the listen, bud. Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad somebody listens to it and enjoys it other than us, because I know mm-hmm. I listen to this. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, I usually don't listen to the shows. I, I, I edit them, and then I put them out, and I listen to them for a while, but I listened to our last show. The first hour, like, I was I was howling, man. Like, it was... <laughs> It was like nonstop banter back and forth. It was it was good stuff. Yeah, I so. listened to the last one because I wasn't in it, but yeah, it was good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it was real good, and we didn't have like anybody talking shit on Roman Reigns. We just we all acknowledged him being champion, and it's great. Yeah, yeah, well, guess what? Now we all got to raise a glass to Adam Hangman Page. Yeah, we can't. We like it. It. <laughs> Screw Roman Reigns. Screw Roman Reigns. We're raising that glass, dude. Woo! Yeah. Well, you see, Go. as as the impartial person that I am. I will raise a glass to Hangman Page in his championship victory, and I will also acknowledge Roman Reigns as our tribal chief. So I win. I will, I, I'm not a multitasker. I'll only do one of those things, and you guess which one it is. And all I know is I'm very excited that Roman Reigns is champ, Adam Page is champ, and those pictures that came out today in the group chat, that's exactly what I was expecting. If Adam Page became champion, Corey sending <laughs> sending pictures of Adam Page, Tony sending pictures of Roman Reigns. I'm like, this is going to be tremendous. It's going to be banter we, back should, and forth. Should we put screenshots on the social media so the fans listening to the show can see what really is going on behind the scenes? <laughs> absolutely, if, I think we I think we should. I I think we right. absolutely should. Yep, I think we absolutely should. Um, for uh. I think yeah, I think for everybody involved, just because I do talk, I do I do talk about the group chat a lot, and if we're talking about the group chat, people are like, well, what are they talking about? Yeah, we just we literally talk wrestling, and what we're talking about here about Roman Reigns and Adam Page, like it's it's just banter back and forth. Um, but coming up uh, in the near future, yeah, we're gonna talk about those releases. Uh, Survivor Series is coming up uh, in two weeks. I think we had a top five best Survivor Series teams of all time, maybe, or best before, Survivor Series pay per views of all time. We could do something before along Survivor those lines. Series. The Survivor Series is, is the twenty first, isn't it, or is it till twenty eighth? It's coming up soon, so uh, we need to get some type of uh, Survivor Series themed, you know, top five going yeah. on here. Yeah, so join it. So join us in May for that. <laughs> <laughs> Tobin, can you? Can, can you look up one Survivor Series real quick? Yeah, let me give me one second here. I want I want to say it's a I want to say it's a Sunday. Uh, I want to say it's my first. Pretty soon, but then again, I have no I concept usually, of I, time. It's, it's usually be, it's usually before Thanksgiving. It's the twenty first. Yeah, okay. so it's just, it's a Sunday. It would be the Sunday, yeah. so we're gonna have to get bust our asses to get a show in here for Survivor Series. So absolutely. So what do you guys uh, want to yeah, do? No. You guys, do you guys want to do a uh, best Survivor Series pay per views of all time, or uh, best Survivor Series teams of all time? We'll do like a top five slash top ten. I like kind of like to do more of the teams, like a breakdown. Teams, of teams. yeah, that'd be great. Okay, so we'll do top five teams. Or are we going to do actual teams? Or are we gonna do fantasy teams actual that have teams. been in. Okay. We'll do that. You know, you know what? Maybe we maybe we could do top five teams, and then just like your personal, like if you had to put together one team of five. Yeah. So you, you go ahead. So yeah, no, just, just like yeah, this, I'm just gonna say yeah, go ahead. Just like your top five teams, and then like if you had to put together one team of five people, who would it be? So you heard it here, folks, on thirty three and third percent podcast. We're gonna do top ten 
for our next show in honor of Survivor Series, which is probably my third pa- favorite pay-per-view of all time. Uh, we're going to do not only the best Survivor Series teams of all time, but we're going to do our own fantasy booking teams of all time. We're going to play Tony Khan here, and we're going to do our own fi- favorite teams of all time that, that we make in our own minds. So we're going to do long-term booking, can't we? Uh-huh. And then I, th- I think Tobin should also have to make a fantasy team of uh, Survivor Series World Tide team. <laughs> I can do that. I can oh, definitely you know, Tobin, do that. Tobin's all in there. Uh, and, well, because we're, and, and because we're talking AEW tonight and all AEW, let's do an AEW five five person team. All right, so we're gonna do. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do this. Is gonna be That's what awesome. five, ten, fifteen, twenty. A top twenty. First time ever in the history of this podcast, we're gonna do a top twenty, but it's gonna be broken down in five different segments. So just bear with us here. <laughs> we're like the we're like the Bucks, man. We're we're getting all that shit in. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, getting we're on it, but, okay. And then and then coming up coming soon, probably in May, is Tony's first pay per view. Our retrospective series continues. One episode down. Next one coming up is SummerSlam 1998, which is Tony Big Evil's first pay-per-view. Unfortunately, Tony's not with us tonight. We hope he'll be with us for the top 20 that we just spoke of. But if he's not, I'm sure he'll send in his picks and his top his top 20, and we'll announce that on the show as well. Um, but yeah, Survivor Series on Sunday. NXT 2.0 is heating up as well. War Games got announced for December 5th. Um, so the, and the, thing, the takeover and the, era is indeed dead. It's indeed so, dead. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's just it's gonna just be war games. So just gonna be war games. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. So all that and more coming up right here on the thirty-three and a third percent podcast. So for me, Shane Shane Mike Lucky Strike Tobin, yep. Corey Smug SLB Black, and Tony and Young Bucks. Tony Big Evil Sriracha <laughs> up there. He I know Tony's out there moving into his new house, toasting the beer. To Adam Hangman Page, the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Have a great rest of your evening, day, night, wherever you are. Thank you. Coming soon on the 33 and a third percent podcast, our top five list gets a little bigger. It turns into a top 15 list. Let me explain. The air outside is getting a little crisper. Thanksgiving's coming up, and it's a Thanksgiving tradition unlike any other. It's the Survivor Series. So the guys and I give our top five Survivor Series teams of all time. And then it's time to fantasy book. We pick five guys from WWE history at any time period and put a team of five together. And then myself, Shano Makazowski, being the AEW mark that I am, I say, guys, let's take five AEW guys and fantasy book a team of our own. And they agreed to it. So coming soon on the 33 and a third percent podcast, we have a top 15 list coming soon on the 33 and a third percent podcast.